What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to my podcast, Lights, Camera, Cash, Action, where you can tune in and get that uncut and uncensored truth on how you can become a successful director of your life. So what's up? I know it's been a minute since you guys have heard from me. The last time we were able to connect was back in last year of 2020. First, I'd like to start with just wishing all of you guys a happy new year. I pray that this year is a prosperous year for you and your families. I pray that this is a year of elevation. This is a year that we go to the next level. A lot of people would say 2020 was a terrible year, but I like to think it was one of the greatest years of our life because it really took us to a humble place of really having to, for me personally, I say deal with a lot of things. I made me get to know my family in a different type of way. It made me be more intimate with my family and having an understanding and being able to exist in an environment with them for an extensive amount of time during the lockdown. So I like to say 2020 wasn't a bad year for us. I really like to think of it as a positive year for us. But I'm excited about all the great things that will come to each of us in the year of 2021. So for this year, I really, really wanted to focus this podcast on speaking directly to my brothers and really connecting with each of you guys on some of those things that we as men, we really don't like to address and we really don't like to talk about it or we just put up this facade that we got it together and we just keep it moving and everything it is what it is. So my topic of our podcast today is specifically about broken boys who become broken men. And when I say broken boys who become broken men, the first thing that comes to me is the word trauma. And when I think about trauma, I think of it in the context of every individual person has experienced some shape or form of trauma in their childhood. And I think that trauma affects each of us in a different type of way. Some of us experience some trauma that some may say, well, that really wasn't a big deal. That's not a whole lot. We can move past that. Or, you know, that really may not be as, as significant as the trauma that this other person experienced. But with all that being said, trauma is trauma. The way I look at my trauma and the way you look at your trauma can be two completely different understandings of the word trauma. But I really, really want to emphasize that each of us experience trauma every day. We definitely experience some level of shape or form of trauma in our childhood. And when I think of experiencing trauma, there are certain things that have happened to many of us in our childhood that has created us into the individuals that we are now in our adult life. And so when I say broken boys who become broken men, I think of that in the context of a lot of times A lot of things that we experience as children or the trauma that we've experienced as children, I don't think a lot of that stuff shows up until we become adults. I know for me personally, there's a lot of things that happened in my childhood that I really didn't understand the effects that it would have on my life going forward until I became a husband. And then when I became a father, even more of those traumatic experiences contributed to who I am today as a husband and a father. And so 
is not to say that, oh, I grew up in this abusive environment. Because a lot of times when people hear the word trauma, they associate everything with something terrible and negative. And not to say that trauma isn't a, a bad experience, but it's all about what we take from that, uh, that specific experience. So when I talk about trauma in your childhood, it could have been anything from an absent parent. It could have been anything from living in a home where it was chaotic, where there was domestic violence, or there was you watching your parents have infidelity in their relationships, or it was just the struggle. You guys were in poverty, uh, families getting evicted, lights getting turned off. There's a whole lot of things that can create trauma for a particular individual. Trauma doesn't necessarily relate to abuse. And I know a lot of my social workers out there, a lot of my people that are working in the human services field, we are guilty of associating trauma most of the times with something that is a maltreatment when you think of like the Department of Children and Family. So that's not necessarily the exact type of trauma that I'm discussing tonight, although that trauma does exist and it does create broken boys who do become broken men. But I'm more specifically, I'm talking about the, the traumatic experiences that happens in just living in a with a family. There's things that come up, there's things that will happen that creates this this different level of different levels of trauma. And so one of the things that I personally have experienced is that things in your childhood, if you do not deal with them accordingly, you do not seek the professional help to help you navigate and understand your feelings and really tapping into your mental health to see exactly where you are as an individual, the brokenness that happened to you as a broken little boy will show up and you will become a broken man. And so I think the most critical thing that can happen is to be a broken man that has not dealt with the little broken boy who was broken when he was 5, 10, 15 years old. And so there's things that happen to us as black men where this trauma happens. And because our moms or our dads or your grandma, your granddads, aunts and uncles, cousins, whoever, they've created this environment, especially in the black community where you're a man. You can't be vulnerable. You can't talk about your feelings. You can't talk about your emotions. You can't talk about how certain things affect you or have had an impact on you. You really don't want to say what your trauma, your your experiences of your trauma really are because you don't want to offend your mom. You don't want to offend your dad. And a lot of times people think when you start talking about your traumatic experiences is that you have to talk in a negative manner about your parent or whoever your legal guardian was or the person that was responsible in raising you from a baby to an adult. And so I think in our community, sometimes that creates this wall where we're afraid to really speak our truth because you don't want to offend anybody. But I think what happens is when you do not tap down into yourself and really deal with some of those, the inner demons that we all carry or the insecurities that we carry or all the things that have contributed to us in our adult life. That is a result of the traumatic experiences we experienced in our childhood. When you do not deal with that, it shows up in all kind of different pockets in your adult life. And I think it's really difficult for us to identify those things when you are looking at yourself. 
It's a little bit easier. That's why I always say that it, the best thing a person can have is one or two, which two is a blessing. One or two real true friends, one or two best friends, whoever that person is, that you're able to be your vulnerable self around, you're able to be transparent around, and you feel like you're in a no judgment zone because you got to have someone in your corner that can look at you and say, hey, brother, like, is everything okay? Are you okay? I noticed that this is happening with you. I feel like this is changing with you. And then you have to be in a place to be able to receive that from your brothers. Because if if you can't receive feedback, a lot of people like to say, like, when you think of like constructive criticism, you ask someone like, how do you deal with constructive feedback? How does that impact you? Are you open to that? Most people are going to tell you, oh, yeah, I'm good with constructive criticism. Oh, I love it. It helps me mold myself into the, to develop into the person that I'm trying to become. But to be honest with you, most people are not okay with constructive criticism because to be able to receive constructive feedback, you have to be in a place where you're open to hearing the truth. And sometimes the truth, we're not prepared for what the truth really is. But one of the things I have grown and because I've dealt with my traumatic experiences and I have dealt with the broken boy that I once was to help me be a healthier man. One of the things that I really had to open myself up to and be and deal with is the fact that I have to trust my circle enough that when I'm off, they're able to call me out and say, hey, Cash, you off, bro. You're not your normal self. What's going on? And I have created what I call safe spaces with my circle of friends. And, and, and I don't have friends. I have family. I don't have homeboys, homegirls like you my family, you my brother, you my sister, because I feel like at the age that I'm at now, when you become an adult adult, you've sorted through all the homeboys and people that you're just cool with and people that's just associates. I feel like it gets to a space where we, our time is very limited when you become an adult adult. And so when you're talking about spending quality time with individuals, you want to make sure that you are spending that time with individuals that are contributing to what you have going on in life and that you're able to contribute to those individuals life as well. So it's all about a give and take. I don't want to be in circles where someone is just taking, 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 and they're never giving. And I think that I have done a really good job in my life and being a director of my life to make sure that the people I have the closest to me are those people that I think add value to my success. And I'm doing the same for them. And so when I think about the idea or the thought of being a broken boy and becoming a broken man, I think of it's really being able to sit in a space, have a time to do some meditation, some processing and some spiritual connection, man, to really figure out how am I going to make myself better? How am I going to really deal with these inner demons or these different scenarios or these different situations that have really had a negative impact on my life? Or it, it affects me in a way that I'm not able to be open and genuine and transparent with my brothers and sisters because it's hard to get help. It's hard to have a support system or it's hard to depend and rely and lean on people when you're in a space that you cannot be vulnerable enough to be your truth and authentic self. 
And so what happens is you get exposed to those individuals that become your family. They become your support system. And because you haven't dealt with the broken little boy or the broken little girl that you once were, you become a broken man or a broken woman. And so when that happens and you haven't dug down and dealt with those things that contribute to your brokenness, you will become a broken husband. You'll become a broken father. You'll become a broken friend, a broken brother, a broken sister. You'll be just broken. Everything around you will become broken and you'll find yourself in a space where how do I get out of this? And I'm going to just be open and transparent with you guys. You Like I tell you guys all the time, this podcast is about me giving you guys a perspective and me being vulnerable enough to share my life experiences that I'm hoping that someone can benefit from everything I share on these podcasts. But I want to be open with you guys to kind of navigate, help you navigate to what has made me as successful as I have been. And one of those things is I had to really take a step back one day. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. This process for me started back in 2014 when I married my wife. And when I talk about 2014, there are certain things happened while I was growing up that, you know, I really couldn't understand. Certain things made me feel some type of way. I felt like I was getting treated some type of way or I wasn't getting treated some type of way or I was being included, excluded, all type of stuff that happened in my childhood. And it wasn't until I got married when it all clicked for me. And let, let me tell you something about marriage. People say it's just a piece of paper and, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a piece of paper and what's going to change? I'm going to tell you, I kind of used to think like that, like, oh, you get married and, you know, what's the difference between being a boyfriend and a girlfriend and now you're married? What changes? Let me tell you, everything changes. Because when I got married, there were some things that I thought I dealt with growing up and when I was in college and just becoming an adult. I really, really thought I dealt with those things. But it was the moment when I got married where all these things that I thought I had dealt with and fixed, it was literally like someone walked in my house, pulled my rug back and ripped everything loose from up under me. And all the things I thought I had dealt with, they all were exposed. And so when that happened for me, I had to have some very difficult conversations, very difficult conversations but you know one thing about it, I appreciate every conversation that I had to have because it was me facing my inner demons head on saying, hey, when I was this age, you made me feel this way. And you over here, when this happened, I felt like this. And I'm going to tell you guys this. I thank God for my family. I thank God for my friends. And I think because all of them know some of the things that I've dealt with in my child, in my life. And so with those things that I dealt with, it provided me with even when I was talking to my family members where we had some challenging things that occurred, it really manifested with me that I was able to be in a they provided a space for me that was safe enough for me to speak my truth and for me to say, hey, this happened. This is was I'm not saying this is exactly how it happened, but this is how I experienced it. This is how this experience looked to me. This is how this experience made me feel. This is what I took from that experience. And I never knew the impact that these experiences was having on me 
until I started trying to create my own family. And I knew in that moment, Cash, if you don't go and deal with this stuff and seek some kind of assistance to help you navigate through some of this, you are going to become a very toxic husband, a very toxic father. And at the time, I didn't even have a child. At the time, I wasn't even thinking about having a child. It was me just trying to figure out how I'm going to be the best husband in the world. And the only way that I was able to do that, it came with me having to be vulnerable, transparent enough with my parents, grandparents, my brothers, my sisters, friends. I had to get in a space where I'm like, you know what? I'm no longer going to spare anyone's feelings because what happens is we have a tendency as people. A lot of us really don't like confrontation. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or make anyone feel some type of way. So what we will do is take that stuff and just shove it down. We just push it down, push it down, push it down. And we never, ever really deal with it. And when you do that, you're sparing the people who contributed to this traumatic experience for you. But you're really only punishing yourself. And eventually, you're not going to have any more space down there to pack anything. It all going to explode and erupt one day. And what you don't want to happen is it all come out in a negative way. You don't want it to be where someone triggers you and all this stuff just comes out at once and you're not able to articulate it in a way that people can hear and understand where you're coming from. And so that was one of my biggest fears is if I don't go deal with my stuff now, this ain't going to work. There is no way I'm going to be successfully married, be a successful father if I don't go deal with some of these inner demons and things that I've been carrying my whole life. And like I say, a lot of us don't even know this stuff exists. It takes something happening where you like, oh, wow, man, that still affects me. That has an impact on me. And a lot of times in the community, in the black community, we are so against mental health, excuse me, and seeking external help. You know, in the black family, all we know is Go to the church, baby, pray about it, put it on the altar and give it to the Lord. He going to fix it. That's how we were raised. But also, just like I'm a believer in God himself, just like he created doctors to be able to medically heal us, he created psychiatrists and therapists to be able to do something with our mental health because mental health is for real. And if you don't get it treated, it will show up in your life in a way that will become completely destructive to you. Untreated mental health is the worst situation that we can possibly be in. And I think that just like we go to the doctor to get a and you go get a dental exam, you go get an annual physical exam. You should also go and do an annual mental health exam just to make sure that you're leveled out and that things are clicking and moving like it's supposed to. Because a lot of times we as black men, especially Seeking help is a sign of weakness. Reaching out to your friends and being able to say, hey, bro, hey, sis, I'm having a really rough day. I'm feeling down. I'm feeling depressed. Let me tell you about black men. I was talking to my wife one day and I was saying, you know, have you ever been depressed? And she was like, I think at one point, I think I've experienced it before, but I believe I have. And I was like, you know, I don't even know if I've experienced depression I think I have. I'm sure I have. But in the black community, no one has taught you how to even identify what depression even looks like, because most people think depression is, oh, you got to be locked up in your room. It's got to be pitch black and you not want to talk and interact with anybody. And you're just in a depressed state. 
No, there's depression where you can be functioning every day, getting up, going to work, moving and operating like a normal person. But in your internal, you are completely depressed. And so when I reflected on that for me personally, I'm like, you know, I can think of a few times where I may have probably experienced depression, but I didn't know what to do with those feelings. I had no idea what to do with those feelings, those emotions, how to sort through any of that. So it's kind of like I'm in a space now where I'm an advocate for mental health awareness. I'm an advocate for black men specifically to go and get assistance, whether that means sitting down on somebody's couch and talking about this stuff that has happened to you and dealing with that and moving past that. I'm open to anything that is going to place you in another position that you can be the director of your own life because not treating this stuff and not handling this stuff and not dealing with it head on, it creates so many unnecessary barriers for us that we can break down those walls, fellas, if we really deal with this stuff initially and not pack it down and pack it down and feel like I'm a man. I can't show weakness. I'm a man. I can't be vulnerable. I can't tell people what I'm really feeling. I can't say out loud, you know, I'm really sad. I'm having a really bad day. Things are going terrible today. You got to be able to create environments where you feel safe enough, wherever, whoever it is that you're able to do that with. You got to have space to be able to do that because we weren't put on this earth to do it by ourselves. You know, I think about all the way back to biblical times and in no way am I trying to make this a religious podcast for you guys. But that's my core. That's my my source that has God himself has contributed to everything about me that you guys see. And anything that contributes to my success comes from that man. Now. So for me, I think all the way back to biblical times of when God created Adam, he also created an Eve and he created Eve because he knew Adam, me, Cash Lawson, a man, every man in this world, we needed a partner. We needed a helpmate. So to me, that tells me he intended for us to have strong relationships with friends, wives, family, brothers, sisters, whatever that looks like. We all were put here to be a support system to each other. And if you don't have a circle around you that you can be transparent, open and vulnerable and honest with, you got the wrong circle and you need to go and find you a new circle as soon as possible because there's no way you're going to ever be able to deal with your brokenness unless you go and seek that healing and have the support from your team. Your team that you've created for yourself, your environment, your circle, unless you have that, you're not going to be able to push forward and move forward. You need that in order to be the greatest version of yourself. And so I think of one of the things, like I say, one of the biggest struggles for men, black men in America is really, really being able to speak your truth, really being able to stand in the paint and say, you know what? There's something I'm struggling with. I don't know what to do with this. And a lot of times, guys, all of us are experiencing the same thing. It's crazy to me because my brothers and like I say, I got blood brothers and I got brothers that I just adopted in. But when I talk about my brothers, one thing I can honestly say is that we try our best to support each other. We try our best to communicate effectively, be open, articulate ourselves to each other in a manner that I'm here to support you. I'm not here to judge you. There is nothing my brothers can say to me that's going to make me think of you any different, any less than I did before you told me anything. 
And I think that that's the key role in being a supporting brother to your brothers. That's the key thing to being a director of anything. You have to create safe space for each of your individual people that are in your circle that's able to really make some type of contribution to each other's success. And, you know, one of the things that I really have come to the conclusion of is that I have learned over time that some people, they're going to be open to your feedback. They're going to really, really be ready to do some work and say, you know what, I got to do better. I can't keep doing this year in, year out, day in, day out. Something got to change. And if you keep putting out the same energy, looking for different results, and it's a cliche. We all have heard this before. You can't put out the same thing and expect something different. You put out negative energy, you're going to get negative energy back. You put out positive energy, you can expect positive energy back. You can't keep repeating the same cycle over and over and over and expecting the results to look any different than it did the last time. And so a lot of times people articulate that as, you know, well, I let me give you an example. All of us have friends, brothers, sisters, whoever that we've known since grade school. And a lot of times we outgrow people and we have to be able to accept that just because you outgrow someone doesn't mean you feel some type of way about them, that you have any animosity towards them. But some people are in your life for a season. Some people are in your life for a long lifetime. So with that being said, you got to know when to let certain things go. You have to know when things have run its course and you can't let and allow people who haven't dealt with their brokenness to get you in a space that you become broken again because you're trying to fix their brokenness. That happens. I know me personally, I'm a fixer. I'm a person that my brothers, sisters, any of them, anything going on with them, I'm like, what's wrong? What happened? What you want me to do? What you need from me? What can I do? Okay, I'm going to do A, B, C, and D. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to show you. I'm going to help you fix that. That's always been my personality. And I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. I feel like that's me. That's my personality. But at the same time, I also have to be very mindful of this characteristic about myself because it can become overwhelming at times. It can become overbearing at times. And you can find yourself getting lost in other people's stuff to the point that you can't even figure out your own stuff. You can't even deal with your own stuff because you're so bombarded with other people's stuff. I think it's being a real friend, a real brother, a true friend, a true brother. That's what we're supposed to do. You, But you do that for those individuals that are meeting you halfway because they want to change for themselves. I feel like I'll sacrifice anything for any of my friends, my brothers, any of that. I would make those sacrifices for them when you're making progression. We we all should be progressing together because there's going to be a day I'm going to be broken. I'm going to need someone to push me through. I'm going to need someone to be that support system to me. And if I don't, if I'm not able to do that or I'm not able to receive that back from you, then what's it's a one sided story at that point. So I think it's very important that we invest ourselves in our family's lives and we allow our families to invest in our lives. And when someone is articulating to you something that they can see in you that they want to help you navigate through, you have to we have to be open to that. We can't be in a space that we become defensive or we become or we get to a place where you really don't want to hear it anymore 
Why we keep talking about the same thing over and over? Well, we keep talking about the same thing over and over because you keep showing the same behaviors and nothing has changed. And when you find yourselves in those situations, I think it's very important that we acknowledge that. You know, hey, bro. Hey, sis. Listen, we talked about this before. We had a plan that we were going to do A, B, C, and D to get through this. And we haven't even started at A. So how are we going to get this thing moving forward? Because I want you to be successful. Let me tell you something. Your greatest friend, your best friend is the friend that is there with you through it all. And they're not ever going to let you give up on yourself. They never going to give up on you. They support you 1000%. And if your best friend or your brother or your closest brother, sister, whoever, isn't pissing you off because they constantly on top of you about being the greatest version of yourself, you got the wrong type of people around you. You need to remove them. Let me tell you something. My closest, closest friends, they piss me off constantly. But you know what? We don't fall out because I know everything that they're saying to me. They're coming from a good place. They're telling me that because they want to see the better version of me, the best version that I can possibly be. They're going to hold me accountable. They're never going to allow me to fall short, take shortcuts or not be the full man that I'm supposed to be. And I appreciate that about my circle because we call each other out on our mess. We don't allow each other to be messing up and turn the cheek and don't acknowledge it. Like, no, nah, bro, what you doing? Wait a minute. You sure you want to do that? Or you sure you want to say that like that? Or, bro, you dead wrong. You shouldn't have done that. That's wrong. You need to go back and apologize and fix that because you're wrong. If you don't have people around you who can balance you out and keep it 100 with you at all times, even when you really don't even want to hear it, come on, y'all. We got to change the narrative. It can't be like that because I don't want nobody around me who is going to be my yes man or my okay man where even when I'm dead wrong, you're like, nah, Cash, you was dead right. No, 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 no. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong so I can go back and fix and change that. But that took growth. That took me putting in the work, putting in the time to go from transition of being a broken boy and not becoming a broken man. Because I've been a broken man, but I went and did the work. I went and dealt with myself. I went and spent a lot of time with myself, figuring out thoughts and figuring out me so that I can figure out how to process that. And then I rely heavily on my brothers and sisters and talking with it through talking through with them through it so that I can really get leveled on what is it that I'm going through? How do I get out of this? How do I fix these situations? And so the only way that you're going to be able to do that, like I keep saying, you have to create some safe spaces within yourself, because if you don't, it's going to create generational patterns that you're not going to be able to break. And when I say that, think of the concept of this. If I was a broken boy, then I became a broken man. Now I'm married or not married, but I'm starting to have children. I'm procreated at this point, but I haven't dealt with none of this stuff. Now I'm raising children. The likelihood that I'm going to be raising broken children it's very high at state at that point, because if you haven't dealt with yourself, some of that same stuff that happened to you, you will unconsciously put those same feelings and emotions and experiences on your children. If you have not dealt with your brokenness, if you can't communicate effectively, how do you expect your child to communicate effectively? If you're not able to tap into your vulnerability and say, I feel like this, daddy, when you say this, it makes me feel like this. 
How do you expect your children to be able to come to you and have those conversations where they have a safe space if you haven't created that for them? Because it's uncomfortable for you to create those type of environments because no one ever created them for you. So a lot of times what happens is individuals don't deal with they miss and they have children and their children grow up in the mess that their parents never dealt with. And then they become adults and then they have children and they're raising their children in the same old mess that nobody in the family has ever, ever dealt with. And so you have these generational patterns that just keep occurring and occurring and occurring. And everyone is wondering why little Johnny acting just like his daddy or little Johnny act like his daddy and act like his granddaddy because the granddaddy didn't get help. The daddy didn't get help. Little Johnny didn't get help. And guess what? When little Johnny decide to start having his own children, if he don't go get help, little Johnny's children are going to act like that. And so that's one of the things that I just feel like in order to break these generational patterns and, and get ahead of this, we as black men, we as men in general, we have to go and deal with this stuff. We have to face it head on. We have to figure out, come up with a strategic plan of how am I going to fix this? How am I going to change this? And one thing I do know, it is not going to be easy. It is not going to be easy at all. I feel like breaking patterns, habits is the worst thing for anyone to have to try to fix. But the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we can acknowledge, one, acknowledge what the feelings are, be real with ourselves, speak your truth, and don't worry about who gets offended. Because what you're dealing with, you're more offensive to everyone else if you don't deal with this stuff. And you'll be amazed at how individuals are able to hear your feedback and listen to you and give you a safe space to share your experience so that you guys can fix this together as a family, as a unit, whatever it is. Like I say, if it's with your family, your mom, dad, whoever, your brothers, sisters, your friends, whoever that you call your family, if you're able to get in a space where you can fix these things, I really know that it will contribute to so much success of your life. It'll definitely contribute to a lot of success in your life. Because like I told you guys in the beginning, there's a lot of things that I dealt with that was ex experiences of trauma growing up. And like I say, trauma doesn't necessarily mean someone did anything directly to me or physically done something to me. Sometimes trauma can just be life experiences of how you've seen a situation or how you had to deal with certain situations that as a child, you feel like I should have had to deal with that. Well, I should have never had to experience that. That shouldn't have felt like that. But a lot of times, I'm going to be honest with you, I learned that being able to communicate your feelings and emotions and how you feel about things, it comes with so much self-gratification when you can have those conversations with the people that you felt contributed to that traumatic experience and you hear from their perspective. Being able to be open enough to hear the other side of the perspective, it will put a lot of things into perspective for you that actually will give you closure. It'll give you the relief of, man, maybe I did misjudge or misread that particular situation. There was another perspective. I only knew this one side of the story. I never knew how my mom or my dad or my aunt or my grandma or whoever, bonus mom, bonus dads, whoever, I didn't know that it looked like that for them. And sometimes you'll be amazed that you grow up as a child and you hear all this crazy stuff that's been said and going on all these years around you. And when you go back and talk to the actual sources, you and the person, the source, 
we'll be on the same page. And it, you looking at everyone else like they just was feeding me this toxic mess all these years. But it takes you being able to sit down and have a conversation. I always say no relationship is successful unless you know how to communicate. Whether it be a friend, brother, sister, wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend, there is no successful relationship that does not have communication at the forefront. If you don't know how to communicate, you need to get with somebody and figure out how to communicate because not being able to communicate, it destroys so many relationships. I guarantee you, if you talk to most failed relationships in any capacity of a relationship, it's always a misunderstanding. Someone didn't understand someone correctly. Someone thought they saw, heard, or seen a situation in the way that it really wasn't that experience. But it takes the individuals being able to sit down, have a conversation, and discuss it like adults and move past the particular situation. But if no one is willing to sit down and have a conversation, it'll fester. It'll become more than what it was supposed to be. And you that's when you start seeing friend, lifelong friends cutting each other off, not in each other's lives for years and years at a time. And it takes years for them to come back to the table and say, you know what? I don't even know what I was mad at you about anymore. It's been so long. I don't even know what happened, which makes whatever that was insignificant. It should have never created that. But because we had this prideful thing where it's like, oh, you crossed me or you crossed me. or I feel some type of well, you made me mad. It comes this place where we get where we just kind of like forget it. I'm done with you. I'm going to cut you off. I ain't with it no more. You out of my life. I'm done with you. And I just don't think that that's the way it should be. And I think that the only way we don't get that is if we start having some of these really difficult conversations, facing our trauma head on and being able to live a successful life that you are completely the director of. I thank you guys for tuning in with me for another episode of Lights, Camera, Cash, Action. Be on the lookout. We're going to try to get more content out to you guys in the year 2021. You won't have to wait this long again. I really appreciate each of you, all of my supporters, all of my followers, and stay tuned for the next episode.